Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. From Alberta, where, of course, we broadcast on QR77, CHQR in Calgary, and 630 Ched in Edmonton. And it was on those two radio stations on Friday that Premier Jason Kenney, who was being introduced, or interviewed rather, by Shea Ganim, described Danielle Smith's proposed Sovereignty Act for Alberta as cockamamie. Here's what the Premier said. I spoke out uh, in January and December about uh, this uh, cockamamie so-called Sovereignty Act. It's, it's really the Anarchy Act, or as one conservative constitutional scholar puts it, the Alberta Suicide Act. It, it would put the Lieutenant Governor in a very awkward position for the legislature to pass a law saying that it will not enforce the laws. That is without precedent. So let's talk to uh, Danielle Smith, the perceived frontrunner, to replace the uh, Premier as Premier of the province of Alberta. Danielle, thanks for joining us. When you hear Mr. Kenny, I know you've heard this before, but when you hear it now, what's your reaction? Well, my reaction is that he's going to be done in about five weeks' time, and he really shouldn't be weighing in on our leadership race at all. It's highly inappropriate. I don't know that I've ever seen, actually, a caretaker a uh, sitting premier who's about to be replaced weighing in on um on on a leadership election so i i think he's erred in doing so and i don't i don't think that it helps his preferred candidate quite frankly especially from the feedback that i've been receiving we're going to be putting forward how the how the sovereignty act would work um what what it would look like in the legislature we're planning on doing that anyway we'll be releasing that tomorrow but he's he's certainly prejudging and the only reason he's doing that is to interfere in the race and i find that extremely disappointing can you give us a little bit of a look ahead as to what you're going to release tomorrow yeah, I want to. I want people to understand how it would actually work. I mean, he's 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 quite incorrect. The the lieutenant governor in our province has only ever intervened to stop a bill when it was the provincial government wanting to interfere in federal jurisdiction. So back in the Eberhardt days, there was a whole series of banking regulations that Eberhardt wanted to to bring through, and those were kiboshed by the, the the lieutenant governor at the time. I have I have absolutely no interest in invading federal jurisdiction. I understand quite clearly that national defense is federal jurisdiction. That cross border infrastructure like pipelines is federal jurisdiction. I can't force anybody to approve Energy East much as I would like to. We can't print our own currency. We can't set up passport offices. So that, that is not what this is about at all. But but you can see how declarative I'm talking about federal jurisdiction. That's how much I respect the Constitution and the federal areas of power, but they don't respect ours. You see what, what happens at the federal level is they pass legislation that interferes in our jurisdiction all the time. And then they make us go to court to try to get that legislation turned down. We're right in process on that, on Bill C-69, a bill we've had to live with now for several years, and we'll probably have to live with it for several years more as it wends its way through to the Supreme Court. Every province is intervening on that. It's quite clear that the federal government overstepped because they want to manage every single project in our province that they declare that they wish to. And, And this is really just a defensive measure. It's acknowledging that this federal government has been, been, been 
behaving in a lawless way ever since Justin Trudeau got elected, but particularly since he appointed Environment Minister Stephen Gilbo. And we're not going to let them do that anymore. If they keep on passing this kind of legislation, we're just going to say, no, we're not going to enforce that. And then they can take us to court to see whether the, the courts will uphold our jurisdiction or if they'll allow them to do that invasion. I suspect that the court will uphold our jurisdiction. Interesting that you... Uh bring up Bill C-69 because, I think it was two years ago, three years ago, six conservative premiers or conservative-minded premiers, including Mr. Kenny, uh, wrote a letter to Justin Trudeau, and they were arguing that C-69 and C-48 would put national unity at risk. So it's not the same thing, but it's an interesting point to consider. Let me ask you this as well. I thought about this on the way into the radio station today, and I understand the fundamentals of a constitutional uh, democracy or a monarchy, constitutional monarchy, however we phrase this thing. When the premier talks about the unelected appointed lieutenant governor, and this isn't directed at a lieutenant governor, this is about what the premier said. If he says that declares his public support for an unelected lieutenant governor having the right to decide whether legislation duly considered, debated, and passed by an elected provincial legislature is or isn't constitutional, I, I get concerned because this isn't exclusive to the Sovereignty Act. When the Premier talks about the Lieutenant Governor having the right to make the decision whether it's constitutional, it makes my antenna go up. And again, I understand the significance of a constitutional monarchy, but I'm a little concerned when I hear that. As well you should be. And I, I hope I hope that he didn't goad her into making a comment because as you see, they, they were actually at Alberta Day celebrations uh, together and then no, not too long afterwards, she weighed in on this bill for the first time. She's never she's never weighed in on uh, on anything to do with this race before, before, but that would be highly inappropriate if they had any conversation about it. And I think it does, unfortunately, uh, create some confusion about what the role of the lieutenant governor is. The, these issues that we're talking about really should be debated out in court because there is a legitimate uh, discussion to have. The, the, the problem is the federal government has been the one invading our jurisdiction. We're just telling them to stop. And we're doing it in a way that would be setting up a, a essentially a legislative firewall to let them know, don't do it again. That's all we hope to have happen, is that put them on notice that they should not be intervening in our jurisdiction. And we're, we are going to be the ones that are going to defend our legislation. And that isn't a scrap that the lieutenant governor should be in at all. Okay. Lieutenant governor has in our system developed into more of a ceremonial type of role. And I, it's also highly inappropriate to weigh in on any legislation that hasn't even been introduced by a party leader who hasn't even been elected yet. The, 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 she, I've really called on her to walk back her comments because it, it isn't the role for the lieutenant governor to be weighing in on at this point in any case. Um, can you think of Ottawa decisions or legislative moves that you would have opposed and perhaps engaged a sovereignty act, which is yet to be defined, as you've said, but can you think of an Ottawa decision or move where you might have engaged the Sovereignty Act to countermand a federal government initiative or, or decision? I can think of a couple. The Emergencies Act. We could have done what Quebec did and said, nope, we're not going to enforce that. When they started freezing bank accounts, we could have said um, to our credit unions, which is our, our under jurisdiction, nope, we're not enforcing that. Um, we have, I think, some d uh, pressure, and we'll see how it unfolds in the fall, if they start uh, mandating 
vaccination. We will also say we will not enforce that. Alberta wants to take a different approach uh, on how we deal with respiratory virus season. If they start mandating it on children, once again, that's health is a provincial jurisdiction. We will not enforce that. Um, Stephen Gilbo wants to, has talked about having a mandatory reduction in emissions of 30% on fertilizer, which means a 30% reduction in fertilizer use. We would join with Scott Moe in saying no. We won't enforce that. We'll make enough fertilizer available to our farmers so they can produce food. And he also wants, he's on in the middle of a consultation that ends on September 30th to put a specific cap and trade system on our oil and ga- natural gas, forcing them to reduce emissions 50% by 2030. Every industry leader I have said, I have talked to has said that cannot be done. Yeah, without shutting in our industry. That's True. another one we would not enforce. Yeah. It's uh, it's not quite 50. I think it's 40-something, but close enough. 42%. Yeah, 42%. Is this personal? Do you think uh, Mr. Kenny's making this personal with you? I know you've said that he has his preferred candidate, but has this now become a personal situation? It, it shouldn't be. I mean, I've known the Premier for a very long time, and I, I have been very complimentary of what he's done on the economy to attract business to Alberta, to reduce the corporate tax rate. He's done some streamlining of regulations, and so I've been very supportive of that. But the, the, the reason he's no longer Premier is because he blundered on not getting tough enough with Ottawa. It uh, was creating a lot of division in our party. It was creating a, the, an environment where new parties were forming, and we were losing our rural base. He's also no longer premier because he blundered in coming through with a vaccination passport when he said he wouldn't and and demonizing vaccinated people and creating division in our society also uh, felt most acutely in the rural areas so there's two key reasons why he's no longer why he's no longer premier and why it is we're having this contest but I, I think he's done some good things and and I've said so publicly so I I really think that he uh, shouldn't be trying to interfere in in the race it's been obvious for, from the beginning that he has a preferred candidate and to intervene at this stage, the only thing I can interpret is is that he's trying to, to tip the scale in favor of that candidate. And that is not appropriate for a caretaker premier. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.